Have you heard that bang in the garage in the middle of the night? Could it have been a spring or a garage door has broken? Call the experts at Precision Door Service. Two numbers to contact them. Area code 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. They can always be reached online at precisiongarage-door.com. Those numbers again, in case of emergency, with your garage door, Precision Door Service at 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. You can always get them online at precisiongarage-door.com. everyone. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for tuning in today. Today we are talking with Ivan. But before we get into that, let's thank our favorite people in the whole entire world. We always need to thank Larry and Sandy for making all of this possible. Uh, but also we need to thank our good buddy Justin, who was our technical producer. Uh, Esther, who was our creative producer. The house manager is Danielle. And if you're uh, checking us out for the first time this season, you'll see a new studio. Uh, we want to thank uh, D'Lo from D'Lo Studio Designs for reconfiguring and remodeling our studio. And thanks to my new partner, Payrock. Payrock for sponsoring and supporting uh, the new studio build. Uh, I know some guys over there. So if you're looking for competitive credit card merchant service processing, let me know. Uh, I know a few guys over there who can help you out. So uh, anyway, uh, let's let's get into Ivan. Let me, let me, let me start here first of all. Ivan... Medina. 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 That's how you say it. Okay. Now, I always want to be honest with the 316 family. Those of you who who know me have been watching this for a while. Uh, I think one of the, the secrets of, of who I am is I'm really honest. Nice. And so most of the guests that we have are people that I know and have known for a long time. Uh, but truth in lending... I don't know Ivan. Like, just met. We just met, right? Like we we barely met. Right. It was even almost accidental. I guess you could say that. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, coincidence, right? Or as divine appointment, th- maybe. Is divine. We think God had something to do with it. I think he always has something to do with so, it. So, so let's just let's just get it out there. So, as you know, I do credit card services, and I have uh, I have some uh, customers of mine who cut hair. Uh, but I was in a rush and this, this is just me. I'm a procrastinator. I was in a rush. I needed a haircut. I needed a haircut. Like now I was going somewhere tomorrow. I didn't have a lot of time, uh, where I usually get my haircut as a customer of mine. Uh, she was closed. I didn't have time. Some, something I couldn't get over there. So, um, a friend of mine is a pastor of Anthem church. Yeah. And I saw on his Facebook thing that, I don't know, somebody he knows just opened a barber shop in Dyer. So I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll check that place out. So I went and checked it out, and um, I got a haircut from you. Yep. And that's how we met. And yeah. here's here's the the weirdest thing, and this is this is really why Ivan's here. 
is how long is a haircut? Just a normal white dude haircut, half hour? Yeah. About, yeah. This dude talked about God the entire half hour. It's hard not to. Like, holy cow. Yeah. I all right. Let's let's get him in the studio and figure out his story. Because the reason why we do this, Ivan, is yeah. is I believe that that God is still telling stories. For sure. Right? I mean, I, I think that the Bible is finished. And I love God's stories in the Bible. Yeah. But I think he's still writing stories in us today. Amen. And me as a storyteller, it's my job to tell stories, and I love God's stories more than any other story. So I love David. I love uh, Noah. I, I love Jesus. You right. know, he's the greatest. It's the Savior, but he's the great stories, right? right. Stories of, of, of the Bible. I love God's stories, but I love modern stories. I love stories of God's people today. Right. And so as you were talking, I'm like, I've got, I've got to get this cat in here. So for you guys, you're going to meet Ivan just uh, along with me getting to know Ivan. So, Ivan, we're going to start with today. What does life look like today? You're married? I am married. I have two children. My son, Ivan Jr. Ivan Jr. Ivan Jr. Yeah, that sounds like a a Goliath, right? Ivan. I have to be be Junior. Uh, And then my daughter is MJ, Margarita Janelle. So, son, nine. Daughter will be 13, uh, November 24th. Your daughter's 13. Your son's nine. Your son's nine. Um, uh, How long have you been married? I have been married uh, 14 years. Yep. This May will be 15. And you live, I, you know, I never want to give out too many details yeah. uh, to to an unknown audience gotcha. that's out there yeah. online. So, but, but yeah, you can definitely do not it. giving you my social. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can do it however you want. So I, I just don't give out details. If you want to, you're, you're welcome to. But, but we live and breathe here in Northwest Indiana. Gotcha. Um. But you weren't always married and didn't always have kids. No. And uh, so you're a barber. You you have a barber shop in Northwest Indiana. Right. Um, married, couple kids. That's what you do today. Today. Where were you born? So I was born in the south side of Chicago, uh, raised in uh, the Rose, Roseland Pullman area. Uh-huh. Uh, but I I moved around a lot. I went to like 10 different schools in my life. So I was always a new boy. Um, so all around why, Chicago, really. Why Why did you move so much? Uh, so my mom and my dad divorced when I was about six. Um, and when we moved into my grandmother's house at the time, uh, my mom was obviously now a single mother of three boys. Um, and she was in uh, beauty college and also held a job. Uh, so she worked all day and then went to school. And she did that for a long time, uh, most of my childhood. Um, and that just required us to move a lot just because um, financial issues. Uh, we couldn't pay the rent sometimes, so we had to leave. Um, sometimes it was relationships, you know. My mom was young, you know, so she had a few relationships when I was uh, younger, and some of those reasons, I think, were some of the reasons why we had to move sometimes. Um, and then just our, our family was very drug-affiliated, so my grandfather was a— uh, very involved with the Mexican cartel. Um, so growing up, uh, drugs um, and drug dealing and hustling, as what we call it, hustling. All right, yeah. Let's just hang on. I mean, I, 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 love, I love the story, yeah. I lo- I, you know, where, where we're going here. But before we get too, too deep into yeah. that, you're, you've got a couple brothers. Yep, two uh, brothers. Are they, are they older? 
older. I'm the youngest you're, of three. You're the baby. Yep. Are you named after your dad? I'm not. Just My husband. oldest brother is. Um, Jose? Uh, no, his name is Louis. 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 What's your second brother's name? Jose. Jose. I was going to say, I, I thought there was a Jose in there. There is, yeah. Um, your, your mom and dad got divorced. Mm-hmm. You were six. Yeah. So most of your life. Yeah. Uh, marital brokenness was a reality. Yeah, uh, yep. For you, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't remember much of your dad. Yeah, he moved home. to California, like uh, probably like a year or a year and a half, maybe two years after the divorce. What brought your dad to to California? His family. So his uh, sister moved to California uh, years uh, prior to the divorce, and I think he just had a, a scapegoat, you know, yeah. family in California. So he just he just had to get out of town. Yeah. So he. California. Did did you have a, a relationship with him as a child? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't have a relationship to, with my dad until I was actually sent to California to live with him at fifteen. Gotcha. Um, you you said your your grandfather was he affiliated with with gangs? Not gangs. More, he was just uh, a drug dealer. He he was very affiliated with trafficking. So this was your mother's, my mom's dad, dad, yeah. Is he still alive? No, he died when I was fifteen. He died when you were fifteen. So yeah. life, life kind of had 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 its start, and then at fifteen, lots of things changed. A lot of things changed. Uh, um, were you raised around drugs, or was that more of a family business, and it just wasn't a real thing in your life? Oh no! Uh, so I started I started dabbling in drugs when I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade puts you at what? Justin's fourth grade is ten. Nine years old. Nine. I was already smoking weed at nine years old, and then I started. You know, kind of selling a little bit when I was in probably fifth or sixth grade. And you, you start getting into this because it's it's around me. It's part of the family business. Family business. My brother was in it. My both my brothers were in it. My mom was in it, uh, and we were in it heavy. You know, money all around me. You know, all kinds of drugs. You were, know? Was any of this gang affiliated, or was it just running drugs? It was it was running drugs. So my uncle, my my mom's youngest brother. He's the one that kind of took on the the family, family business, business yeah. you know, and he, I guess you could say, made it big, you know, and he made a lot of money. He did a lot and uh, obviously didn't end well for him, but it just, he was my godfather. He was my father figure. Yeah. So you so, say it didn't, now we don't need to go too, too yeah. detailed here, yeah. but it didn't end well for him. Is he still with us he's today? Still, he's still with us, but he's just he, not who he was, okay. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. Is it sh- so you're so you're a kid uh, six and all you know is Mexican drug cartel growing up in the family business dad leaves yeah. and you're you you stay with your mom and and her business brothers and you're moving around the whole south side of Chicago yeah uh, because you're moving around you really have no affiliation right because you're not in any one place to be affiliated. Right. So um, my mom, for the most part, hated her life because of the affiliation her family had. So my mom never really wanted part of it. So she so tried she, to keep you. She tried playing. to keep us away, but it was it was, it, it was all around us. And then eventually when we moved to Calumet City from being in, you know, the inner parts yeah, of Chicago, um, that's where my oldest brother uh, turned into a gangster disciple. So that's when the gang affiliation started, really. And then 
So you, your, your mom finally escapes the, 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 the drug-infested streets, the gang-infested streets of the South Side, mm-hmm. and she moves to Calumet City. Mm-hmm. River Oaks. Yeah, near River Oaks. Yeah. We're on Pulaski Road. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Uh, Michigan City Road, Pulaski Road. Yep. Uh, yeah, Wentworth. Torrance. Yep. Um, that's where you grow up. And that's when the gang affiliation comes into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that comes in through your brother. And you guys are disciples? Uh, well, my brother was the first one to turn. I was always just affiliated. Uh, but prior to that, being in Roseland, you're almost affiliated by default because we're in the Latin King area. You have to be. So that's kind of the reason why we had to leave because my, my uncle decided he doesn't want to turn gang. He doesn't want to become a Latin King. He didn't want to be a gangster. He just wanted to be a hustler. Yeah. So they gave us an ultimatum say, well, you either get down or you get out. So we got out. It's because of where you live and because you're Mexican. And yeah, Mexican, I mean, so yeah. you're Mexican, right? Or Mexican, Hispanic, yep, yep, I Mexican. I don't know how to. Yep, the I'm PC. Mexican. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. You're Mexican. All right. um, so because you're because you're Mexican, right. living in a certain area, mm-hmm. you're going to be a king, right? And if not, get the hell out. Basically, okay. Uh, so you, your uncle, uh, the Godfather of the family, says we're leaving. Uh, well, we all said we're leaving because it was all, it was basically dangerous at that point. So we all decided to leave everybody, like my grandmother, my uncle, everybody. We all left. So most people, well, we uprooted to Calumet City. And that's where you guys, you landed in, in Kale City. Yeah, which at the time was predominantly a black neighborhood now. I was going to say, uh, disciples are black. They're black. They're most, not, for the most part. They're Mexican. There's Yeah, there's a couple other races, but predominantly, yes, black. Yep. And your brother starts running with these guys. Yep. Yeah. And, and you're just affiliated. You're not... You're not a member. No, never really got jumped in or anything like that. But I definitely did uh, affiliate to the point where I was pretty much gang banging. You, you were know? running with the guys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and a lot of it was had to do with drug affiliation, which is why my brother even got, I think, accepted because before he was even a gangster, he was already a hustler, making pretty good money at the age of right. 13, 14 years old. So by the time he got into high school as a freshman in TF North, they saw that, you know, and I think it was like, okay, let's befriend this guy and. Yep. He uh, he felt like family, felt loved and accepted, and he ended up running with them and actually created enemies because before that, all his best friends were Latin kings, you know, was, growing yeah, up, you know. Yeah. So that created a lot of tension. But, yeah, so that's where that all started, and it just created this storm of just a lot of crap in our life. And, yeah. You um, – obviously we know because you're, you're sitting here today and you're, your life's put together – so we obviously know, pr- pretty much, right? Yeah, work in progress, you know. So we obviously know you survived. Oh, for sure. Right, you didn't die. Oh, no. Uh, oh, and your face is pretty clean. Yeah. You don't have any teardrops. No, no. Nope. Right? <laughs> so nope. so you, 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 you've you you avoided prison. Yeah, for sure. Um, we know now looking back, God's grace. Mm-hmm. God had a thing for you, right? Had a plan. Had a plan. But at the time, we didn't know that. No. Right? So you move out to Cal City 12? Right around, right around 11, 12, yeah. 12. And you're in Cal City running with the disciples, mm-hmm. uh, running drugs for three years or so. Uh, yeah. What's, what's life like then? What's going through your mind then as a young preteen young teenage kid, mom's working her butt off to, to get you guys a decent life, and yeah. the three of you bonehead brothers are out, mm-hmm. you know, screwing everything up. 
what what's life like then? What are you thinking? What's what's going on in your head then? Well, at that time, I I didn't. It's very selfish if I could think about it back in the day because we just had so much time to do whatever we wanted. Like we could literally throw parties at, while my mom was gone, and she'd never know, which is actually what happened a lot of the times. Um, but uh, I think when she she met one of her husbands, because uh, she's only been married twice. The, this one was a big mistake, and his name was Chicano. He was actually a Latin king, um, and he was a friend of the family through my auntie. And uh, they got in a relationship and eventually got married, and he moved us for like a year or two. And this is like right before I had to leave to California um, to Griffith, Indiana. And we lived in a house that was just crazy big, you know, in a weird neighborhood because we were the only Latinos in the neighborhood. So we had all eyes on us. We had all these crazy cars, these Corvettes and all this stuff from Illinois Park, you know, expeditions and Land Rovers. and. So you know. today we know those as safe houses, right? Yeah. So and was that pretty much what that was back then? It was pretty a safe much. House for you so, guys? Yeah. So, so your so your stepdad then was kind of a big deal with the Kings and running and drugs. Yeah, he was. He's he's he yeah. was up there and he yeah. made good good. He made good enough money to buy a safe house. Well, crazy money. So that yeah, it was. Uh, at that time, money was this thing that was almost just funny to us. You know, like we would go into stores. It was and, like playing Monopoly. You guys had more was, money than you knew. To do. Yeah, just, like the way we would spend money. Thinking about it now was just so ignorant you know like we would walk into stores and throw down six grand on clothes for a wednesday you know we walk into stores and they close the door behind us just because they knew what time it was you know like they see my mom like close the doors they start bringing out boxes from the back like we're, we're thinking about putting this out next week you know but here you go so so yeah. you're so you're 12 years old 12 13 years yeah, old yep. your your stepdad did, was he a good guy did you like him? i mean he was a you know what as good as he may have been it, he was so how can you say it? He was almost not there, you know. He was just that was guy. Working. Yeah, he was my mom's boyfriend. He, I never saw him as a dad or anything like that. <laughs> Even though he was a good guy, I guess. Whenever we had a communication, but he was just very, um, very so, corrupted. You yeah, know? selfish. Yeah, and corrupted with things he would do. The just you know roll around the city of Chicago with us in the back, just literally just playing adult films on his TVs in his car with anybody in his, he didn't, he was very selfish, very, uh, in a different lifestyle. And my mom, I think very, very quickly knew she messed up because, uh, the whole honeymoon stage of the relationship kind of faded away. Yeah, right. And then it become, it became her home alone all the time. And she just, uh, saw the drug affiliation. He had all these businesses that were fronts and being laundered through and, we started seeing all these things, and eventually we just found out so much about him. He actually had a actual wife that was married to him that lived in the house that we got moved into. He went to prison. That's when we we met his whole family. Wow. He actually had a baby. He had a whole new. Yeah, just had a baby, uh, and when he got locked up, and we found his whole family. He had so many kids, and he had other names, and uh, so we ended up finding out that we were actually a uh, expendable family. Yeah, you were front. Um. Is he still in prison? He just got out of prison like two or three years ago. He did about, uh, he did a good around 10, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, your brother's still affiliated? No. Uh, they got out of the yeah, lifestyle? They, they're not, they're not gangbanging no more. They're just, they're still kind of stuck in a uh, certain type of lifestyle though. That, yeah. You know. It's uh, self, uh, self-fulfilling lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Just, they can't get 
totally away from the hustling. Yeah. But um, it's just in their blood, and it's it's what they know. It's they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's how they live. Yeah, we just we've never had real jobs, you know. Oh well, I mean, any job we have had or that they've had, most for the most part, was a job that was acquired through a friend or through hustling. You know, like somebody saw that they can sell. So they get into a sales job, almost like yeah. a car salesman, like, oh, you can sell, you know? So right. they almost land these jobs all the time. Uh, your mom, is she still with us? Yeah. So she, um, thank God, man, she's 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 so good right now. She's had a, her beauty salon is in Hammond, Indiana, off oh. Indianapolis, Bay Hair Studio. She's been doing hair my whole life. Like I said, she was going to Barbara, I mean, beauty college when I was little. Right. So she's worked in the salon for over 25 years. You know? So she owns the salon. She's owned her salon for the past 10 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So she, and she does well for herself, you know, but uh, I think soon she's looking at how to, her exit, you know, yeah, on yeah. the way out. But, Trying to figure it out, right? But uh, she's good. She she remarried. Her husband now is a awesome man. You know, he's a uh, just a good dad. He's, uh, he's a security officer, uh, ex-military, just... Just really loving guy. It's it's the guy that she should have had a long time ago. But this is not this this is how life starts. Yeah. This uh, certainly doesn't catch us up to today because yeah. you. It sounds like a right, Justin. It sounds like a like a troubling childhood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But things get worse. Yeah. Before they get better. For sure. So let's catch up with Ivan Medina next time. Uh, we put you at about 15 years old, running with gangs, running the streets yeah. with your brothers, yeah. uh, with your stepdad, uh, in the streets of yeah. Griffith and Cal City. Yeah. We'll catch up there next time. Hey, guys, thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. We will catch up with uh, Ivan, talking with Ivan next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out 316 Podcast. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, just a reminder where you can catch us. You can always catch us on Facebook. That's 316 Podcasts. Uh, and if you just want to stream and listen, we're on uh, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Apple. What else is out there? Wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, that's 316 Podcasts. So that's the number three, the word 16 podcasts with an S, or you can always email us at 316podcast at gmail.com. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for watching 316 Podcast.